Ready to elevate your home? Picture this. Central heating, a cozy fireplace, or your dream walk-in closet. Build a backyard oasis, go green with solar panels, or start a business. It's all possible with Figure's Home Equity line of credit. Unlock up to $400,000. Apply online in five minutes. Funding in as little as five days. Head to figure.com and transform your home. Figure Lending LLC, DBA Figure, Equal Opportunity Lender, NMLS 1717824. Terms and conditions apply. Visit figure.com for more information. For licensing information, go to www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle, from the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback. There's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. It's time to take command with former NFL tight end Logan Paulson and former Commander's Beat reporter Craig Hoffman. What's up? What's happening on Monday? Welcome in. Take command. Craig Hoffman, Logan Paulson, and with us today, a guy that actually we both have worked with of course logan played with santana moss now works with him for the commanders doing all the analysis with julie donaldson and crew and then uh there was a little show back in 2016 called the santana moss show the host of that show was of course our guest 14 years in the nfl amazing wide receiver santana moss but uh then there was me i hosted the show along with Santana. So, Tana, with that, welcome into the pod. So great to, to be talking to you in the microphones again, and we really appreciate you doing this. Yeah, man. I appreciate you guys having me on, Craig. You know, it's crazy that you bring that up because that was my introduction into this world. So, you know, right out of, the, right out of you know, fighting and, and, and clawing and battling with Logan between the white lines, I go into the media game, and me and you have, a, you know, my, my, my show, giving me a show, you know, right off the bat. So, uh, I enjoyed them years, though, man, but it's good being on with you guys this morning. Same thing. Same thing. Enjoyed yeah. it. Uh, and it only took them six years to give me my own show with my own name on it. <laughs> hey, man. Hard work pays off, man. You know, you've been putting it in. Appreciate that, man. Tanner, do you like the media stuff? Do you enjoy doing that? Surprisingly, yeah. You know, honestly, yeah. if you'd asked me this some years ago, throughout my playing years, I shied away a lot. But then sometime, like, I think later in my career, you know, just what we was dealing with as a team, excuse me, I had to stand stand strong. Someone had to do it. So I was, you know, I was standing, staying in the locker room and just be a spokesman sometime, you know what I mean? Because we had so many bad outings, you know, you just want to say, hey, man, let's, let's kind of, you know, paint our own narrative, you know what I mean? So I was standing there and just take the question. So. As I got going and, and as I got later into my career, I realized how important it was for somebody to speak up or be there. And I can't, I think that kind of catapulted me into what I'm doing now because um, if it wasn't for those ups and downs that I went through, and it was and this probably started way before then because I remember a couple of things I went through my early years with the Jets that kind of had me scratching my head, like why would I be 
you know, torn apart or looked at looked at that way for not speaking and not being rude by not speaking, just having spoke. So, uh, but yeah, surprisingly, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm loving it now and it keeps me around the game. You know, I, I saw myself probably coaching and then I looked at the time that the coaches spend and I'm like, oh, I just got through with all that. So let me enjoy this until I, you know, <laughs> to that coaching bug bite me again. And then, you know, one thing we've talked about is like walking that line with the players. Cause you know, you were a player. And I and I was a player. You were much much better than me, obviously. But like walking that line between between being critical and being yeah. constructive when you're giving your analysis, like do you have like a kind of a you know guideline for that? I I don't think I'm the I don't think I have all the answers when it comes to how you how you handle that situation. But you have to understand as a player and as a guy who's reporting the game or speaking on different you know players, we have a we have a we have a good you know, uh, chance to really paint the picture and actually, you know, describe, describe what we went through in those situations and how this player should react or perform. So that's what I try to do. I try to be able to speak from, you know, from um, basically being out there, being involved, and then say, okay, well, this is expected of us, so he has to, you know, make up for this or come back and, you know, uh, regain that trust again. That's how I try to be. I think that's kind of being soft to players. You know, it's other guys that will beat you up. But at the same time, too, you have to understand you have a job. So we have to get that message through, whether that player likes it or not. But I'm always going to take that side of, you know, not trying to kill somebody or, or beat them up through my words because I feel like you can go around that and just get your point across without doing so. Did you ever feel as a player that media, I mean, you played in New York for your first four years, nevertheless, what you dealt with here, yeah. um, you know, God, that John Kime covering you, that guy, what a, <laughs> what a pain in, I'm just kidding. Uh, but, uh, you know, what, is that, is that kind of a philosophy you developed from being on the other end of it as a player? Were you fine with criticism that was that way? Man, people, be, people tore me down. I mean, tore me down. I had people tore. I mean, they they tore in me, man. You know, and it's not it's not that I found a way to do that uh, because of that. I think that's just in me. I'm wired that way. Like I'm I'm. Mm. As as much as I want to be an a hole at times to people, you have to really push me to be that a hole. You know what I'm saying? And I'm sorry to say, sometimes guys like that get taken advantage of. But I always draw a line because as soon as I see you getting comfortable with trying to push me somewhere that I'm not comfortable with, then that's when I'm going to draw the line and show you I'm an MF2 on the other side of that. So, you know, that's the, that's the thing about playing with a guy like myself. I'm a Gemini, so I have two sides. But I, I prefer to be the nice guy. And I think you can offer more to the world giving people what you want back. I've always wanted respect. I've always wanted someone to treat me as I treat them, so I always give them that first. When I see a guy say, nah, this is what I want to be, then I'm, then I'm now with you. But I don't have to be there with you by being angry and mad at you every day. I just know that I don't mess with you, you know what I mean? And I can do it in a pleasant way. So um, I never cared about what a guy or a media said about me. It hurts. We human. When you hear it, it hurts. But the thing I did to kind of, I guess you can say, combat it is not listen, not watch. If it's brought to me, damn, bro, don't bring that kind of noise to me, you know what I mean? So eventually people around me would know. If it's not something good, don't don't bring it up to talent. They might ask me, "Hey, did you hear the media? You know, hear the no, no, I didn't hear it. Okay, 
Nothing. Nothing happened. You know what I mean? But now, by you saying that, I got it in my head. But as long as I got it in my head, I'm not going to go searching for it. You have to really bring it to my doorstep for me to, you know, sit there and have to, you know, feel like I had to be faced with it. And I think that allowed me to be who I was throughout my career. And even to this day, like, man, folks are sitting there and tell you sticks and stone may break my bone, but words, no, they screw that. It, it hurts. You know what I mean? It hurt us all. And for them to sit there and say that, my dad always told me, a guy would tell you who he is by telling you who he's not. Mm. See what I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, a killer ain't going to tell you he's a killer. You feel what I'm saying? So, if a guy, <laughs> yeah, I, ain't, I, ain't, I don't see that. Nah, he sees it. You know what I mean? He feels yeah. it. So, that's why I've always listened closely to people because they would tell you a lot of, about themselves by telling you who they're not. Yeah. And, like, people have been talking, you know, there's not been a lot of positive things to talk about with this team, but coming into the 2022 season, you know, like, I think me and you both feel like there's a lot of things to be optimistic about. Um, what are a couple of those things for you in terms of, like, you're excited to see coming into training camp that's right around the corner, specifically at the wide receiver position? I mean, one, just to see the core. This core, yeah. you know, they haven't played together yet. Even with having a lot of the guys um, – Back from last year, it's still surprising that they haven't played together yet. But uh, yep. just knowing what they have, man, I mean, when you when you think about Terry McLaurin, how he's elevated his game from day one since he's been, you know, been drafted, and then you get additions like Curtis Samuels, and then this you fast forward to this year, oh, man, Jahan. I mean, if you can just – if you <laughs> – you showed me a couple of take, you know, film from him this, you know, this offseason. I saw a little bit of it, you know, with my own eyes being out there. Man, you know what I'm saying? If you can get him to take that, everything we saw from college to his first introduction in, in the mini camps and OTAs and bring that same kind of energy to the uh, training camp and go on to the preseason, to the post, I mean, to the regular season, then I, I just feel like these guys can really do something. And then when you think about it, um, having the talent of a Carson Wentz, I mean, I feel that regardless of what folks want to say about him, he might be one of the most talented quarterbacks we had here in a while. So um, this coaching staff, I, I truly believe this coaching staff might be one of the better coaching staffs for him because we understand how this game is played, Logan. You know, what folks fail to realize is they think that we can go out there and do what we do and just do it regardless of what we've been through. It's hard, man. It's it's really hard to be able to mentally, you know, you know take in things that you went through, those experiences, and get rid of them all the while playing the game. You know, I've dealt with a lot of things yeah. that, you know, uh, fortunately, you know, I can say that when I got into that, to that, that arena, it kind of, you know, washed away for a little while for a couple of hours. But unfortunately, it comes back. And when you experience it as a player on the field, now if you're dealing with something that happened to you on the field, it is hard, man. It's hard to shake. And um, you can deal with counselors. You can deal. The only way you shake it is by, you know, upstaging whatever that was that you did wrong or bad. And I think you have to go out there and just play better. And I found it out the hard way as a player young in my career. But I was happy to go through some of those things because it showed me who I was. You know, it showed me really my heart, my courage, you know, how I can handle stuff mentally. And then throughout my career, I was able to, do, you know, be able to play with it like that. So, just speaking on that a little bit, but just having a guy like Carson, having those receivers, you know, I'm not just um, looking forward to seeing one of those guys. I'm looking to seeing that core of those guys go out there and really, you know, light up the scoreboard and, and put up some big numbers. 
we can definitely circle back to some of the receivers, but I, I want to follow up on that thought in regards to Carson because the you know his game last year is like a tra- or his last game last year is like a traumatic football experience for him. It was it was as bad as you can get and as big of a spot as you can get as the Colts are trying to make the playoffs. And you like you said, you've been through some things in your career on the field, and you eventually can get past them when you replace them with with new experiences. But is that the kind of thing that if he had a really good spring and like the coaches, like he can be past it even going into training camp? Is it something he works through in training camp? Or is it going to take him having a great couple of weeks in the regular season to feel like, hey, man, like I'm good. What happened last year was a fluke. It's all about that next game. You know, whether it's a preseason, whether it's practice right now, it's all about when you get out there and lace them up again. Um, you, you know, when it's a game, you really want, you really look forward to playing another game. So it's kind of unfortunate that he got to wait this long to really have to go a chance to redeem whatever he did. But I don't always put that stuff on the individual. You know, we get caught up into this world where the quarterbacks get blamed for everything, you know, win, loses, you know, win and losses. Um, I saw plenty of Super Bowls where they gave the quarterback the, you know, the MVP of the Super Bowl, and it was other guys that played better, but the quarterback get the recognition because, hey, you know what I mean? He's the he's the face. He's the he's the big name of the team, you know. And especially when he plays well enough, you kind of think so. This is the guy we want to say we're going to Disney World. But um, that defense supposedly had been one of the better defense in the league last year, and they allowed that Jacksonville team to score on them and win that game. So. You can't put it all on Carson, but he does take, you know, has to, has to play, play the part and say, hey, this is on me. You know what I mean? And if I play bad enough, then clearly you can see a lot of that is on me. So, but I think it, it, it do start with him playing in the game. And, um, but it also starts with the coaching staff. I think Ron Rivera does a great job. I love the way he leads these guys, just the way he speaks to them. You know, it's almost like he's talking to them in a sense of, knowing what they're going through and trying to give them something that they can take to be able to handle those emotions, handle those thoughts, and then go out there and execute on the field. So uh, I, I really believe, you know, and, I, and like I say, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not in those doors to really hear what's going on, but I think he has a way of talking to his team and he's going to have a way of talking to Carson that's going to allow him to believe in himself and know that it's not all on him. Let me go out here and do what I have to do do what I supposed to do, and I believe when you can play and see that stuff come into play and see the things that you're doing the right way and not taking those chances, because everyone going to take chances because I think one of the things about our game is, you know, a lot of the stuff that we do is off of just, you know, per instinct. You know what I mean? Like I tell my son all the time, like as long as I, I have my alignment and my assignment, as long as I know what to do, where to go at, when that play is made, it's not because – I told myself I was going to bomb this guy and juke five guys and off to the races. It's because I did everything that I was supposed to do. Now, the good old football guys allow me to be instinctive and say, once that ball came in my hand, stuff come out of me that I've been, I guess, you know, throughout my career that I've trained to, to, to have in my tube belt to get me out of danger. Because it's almost like you've been in danger. You know, you're trying to get yourself in the best situation rather going forward to get a first down, get the most yards you can get, or get a touchdown. So um, I think he'll be, in a great, he'll be in a great spot when it comes to just knowing his job, knowing what to do, and then instinctively he can be able to make the plays when he see him, you know, present or see him appear. And I think that's going to be what we're looking for to see a guy like Carson kind of get over some of the things that he's done in the past. Because one of the things that he's done that 
you know, all of us have seen is just hold on to the ball and try to play hero ball too much. And that can get you to be, you know, you know, some of the woes that he he's had to deal with. Yeah, and I think you brought up something really interesting there. I think there's a lot of people who play football, who play other sports, or in life even, and they say, "Oh, I'm having, I'm going through a rough patch. I need to press harder. I need to try harder to get this done." And I had a coach tell me one time, "Nah, man, it's not about pressing harder. It's about kind of reverting back to your." process right the kind of the little things like he used to say aim small miss small right what are your most fundamental techniques and there are times where you're watching Carson and you see like it it feels like he's trying to do everything all at once and I was just wondering if you had anything that when you played that helped you kind of get back to square one kept kept, get back to getting settled and then kind of helped you get out of slumps and you know because there are different tools to get that done for different people yeah I, I you know what um I've always watched other guys that – see, one of the things about me um, and to this day, I watch a lot of football, and I might not be a football guru when it comes to X's and O's. You know, I take I, – I watch the individual, and I watch the plays that's being made. So I used to challenge myself that if I was ever in a slump or ever feeling like being – feeling sorry for myself, that – don't let this other guy outshine you, you know, or don't let your teammates down. Or the biggest one I used to put on myself is like, you're going to, you're going to, you're going to let all this stuff go to waste. You know what I mean? Like I used mm-hmm. to really talk, yeah. man, I'm, I'm the worst when it comes to like manipulating myself. Cause I went through sometimes, <laughs> I remember the biggest slump I probably was ever in in my career. Um, it happened twice to me. Um, once in college and once in the pros. I think in college it was after um, my first year starting, got off to a great start. Uh, we played Florida State. The ball hit off my face mask, which it was considered that I was, you know, I dropped the ball. I knew it hit off my face mask, but you couldn't tell me that wasn't a drop because the world said it was a drop. And it right. looked like, no, I didn't want to catch a ball. I mean, they, I caught passes afterwards. I scored a touchdown in that same game afterwards, and I caught about three or four more passes. But it just, for some reason, I was like, I didn't want to put my hands up, you know. And um, mm-hmm. I went through that, and then eventually, whew, it went behind me. I finished the season stellar, stellar second half of the season, and, and I went in there and had a great bowl game. Then fast forward, I get here. I remember we, we changed quarterbacks up here. Uh, we set Mark down and put in Jason. And – Already I was pissed. It wasn't, enough, it wasn't against, you know, uh, no indictment on Jason, but it was just I knew what Mark did for me, Mark Brunel. And Jason still was a young pup that wasn't reading defenses well enough. Mark was just getting the ball out of his hand. I didn't have to really work hard. See, that's another thing people fail to realize about quarterbacks, and I spoke about this to Logan the other day. Like, they really allow you to be you. You know, you don't have to worry about doing X, Y, and Z when you have a great quarterback. And he don't have to be great, just a guy that knows how to get the ball out of his hand in a timely fashion. Jason didn't know that. I would literally come out of my, my routes and looking at Jason, looking at me, getting ready to throw the ball. That's a no-no. I shouldn't see you throwing me the ball. The ball should be there. I should be able to turn around, catch the ball, and, you know, use now my instincts and be able to make a play. So I got in a slump, man, because I was more so mad that we made that change when I was on the road. And then I was fighting just knowing that, how his balls came a little different, late, hard, all that stuff kind of got in my head. And it almost got to the point where I didn't want to catch a ball. You know what I'm saying? I was beating myself up like I didn't want to catch a ball. 
And the way I got out of that one, um, I believe Gary Clark, he came to speak to the team, and he was looking for me. You know, Gary has always been a guy that, you know, talked to me before games, you know, do, you know before the season, kind of, you know, praised me for some of the things he saw that I did well. And at that time, he was going to get on me about what I hadn't been doing. And I'm sitting right underneath him on my helmet on the knee, and he's talking to us in the big huddle. And he was like, where 8-9 at? And he, he looked at me, he looked, I'm like, I'm right here, what's up? He looked down, he's like, come on, man, where you been at? I ain't see the freaky first down all season. Man, that's my thing, you know, like every time you do that, I get up and do it with you, like, what's up? That's what I needed. Like, and he, he, he was critical, and he got to the point without beating me up. But I had been beating myself up, you know what I'm saying? And I shook it. I was able to shake it because now, you know what, for you to call me out in that kind of way, you didn't have to do that. One, you did it in front of everybody, which I respect you for that. But for you to bring light to something that I know I had been dealing with, but I thought I was dealing with it amongst myself, it shows that everybody else sees the same thing. Tell you, you got to do better than that. Mm-hmm. And the next game was crazy. I had about five catches, and I cared less about the way Jason threw the ball now. I just like, hey, okay, if he going to throw a late hard, I'm going to catch the ball. You know what I'm saying? So – a lot of times we beat ourselves up. So it's all about how you can just, you know, manipulate yourself and kind of control those emotions and that, that, that mental, you know, lapse you have. I think it's a mental lapse because you really forget what all the work you put in to be who you, at, be who you are and be where you're at. You kind of get caught up into just yourself. And, you know, we see a lot of things um, in the media world, get out your head or, you know, I mean, this guy, he's in his head right now. That's what we see when guys are doing that. I know it because I've been there. So when I see it's going on, I'm like, he's in his head. You see a guy making missing plays after play. Like I watched the kid from Pittsburgh for the last few years. Oh, my God. You, you know, uh, I forgot his name. I, I think he made a pro bowl last year. Number 19, I believe. Dante, uh, Dante Washington. Uh, Juju. Or Ju- Juju's no, 19 and there's the other guy. Not 19. He, he's one of those known, but you know uh, what I'm talking about. So, yeah. Deontay Thompson. Bingo. I think Is that's that his, his name. name. Thompson? Yeah. Yeah. It's the other guy. The little guy they were trying yeah. to Deontay Thompson's the other guy. Yeah, he was, he was he was trying to be like their little A-B for them these past few years. Yeah. But I saw a few times when he was in his head, you know, and it's not his fault, but it's, it's what we go through as players. And the, the reason why a lot of us make it to this stage of our career is because we're able to shake that sooner or later. Sometimes it takes, you know, longer for others. But, but that was some of the things I did to kind of control – those thoughts and those emotions. And when you come from out of it, man, you're, be- you're in a better place. I, that's not like I say. When you come, when you kind of get through it, you've really grown and you show yourself that, man, I can go through anything because that was my been one of the most toughest times or the toughest stints in my career where I'm here and I'm dealing with something that the guy, the average guy on the, who didn't make it here deals with this every day. You know what I'm saying? Old man winter here. If I had it my way, it would stay winter all year long. Short days, wind chill, black ice and a good polar vortex. <laughs> Heaven. Wait, is it getting warm in here? Your cold snap is over, old man winter. Spring has arrived. Spring. Spring is here, which means it's the perfect time to get away in the Hyundai you've always wanted. Visit the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event, where you can get great deals on all of our award-winning Hyundai models, like the tech-filled Tucson and Kona, as well as the spacious Palisade. Enjoy wherever you go with the peace of mind that comes with America's best warranty and three years or 36,000 miles of complimentary maintenance. But hurry in. These deals won't last. Add more joy to your journey at the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. 
Now get 0% APR or up to 1500 bonus cash on the Hyundai Tucson. Now, during the Hyundai Getaway Sales Event. Offers end soon. Call 562-314-4603 for details. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. It's, it's interesting with your story. Like, I think the thing that sticks out to me is like, you know, you were able to kind of listen to other voices and take that in and like how much of that comes from like the adversity you face not only in your career but in your life you know like just a small example like people I I didn't know this until I talked to you about it but you walked on to Miami you know like you weren't like this highly touted recruit and like how much of that is like having to grind for something and work for something allows you to be open to these criticisms and these coaching points that like you know, like one of the criticisms of, criticisms of Carson Wentz is that he's not open to that stuff because he's never had to face any adversity. How how important do you think that is in terms of allowing you to 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 get yourself out of these slumps and listen to other voices? Uh, that could be one of them. I really just think it's in my DNA. Uh, I've always been a listener. Mm-hmm. I've always been a guy that's you know you can coach me. Like I've never been a guy that didn't take on coaching well. Like give it to me. I don't care who you are. What, what stage you are in your career, how old you are, give it to me. I don't know everything. You know, that's life. That's me in a nutshell. Like, it could be something I know to the T. And if you tell me, no, you're doing it wrong, show me. Show me what I did wrong. Because, you know, it might be another way. So I've always been, you know, a, a guy that's very coachable. So that's one of them. And then, look, man, what makes me me don't make you you. I never felt like I'm big, bad, this big, bad wolf that I don't need nothing else. I, I know I know it's not that easy because, like you said, you just brought it up. I've never been highly thought out. You know what I mean? It was always a grind. It was always you can't. It was always you not. It was always you ain't. You know, and then I'm 5'9", you know, and that's on a good day. You know what I mean? So let's say 5'10 on a good day. But I'm 5'9", you know what I'm saying? Yeah, 5'10 so, on a good day. You know, so – all my life, it took me a while to get to that. You know what I mean? So I wasn't that all my life. You know what I mean? Like, I remember at one point I was 5'4", five, 5'5", five, five, talking about I'm going to be a receiver in high school. Come on, guy. You know, <laughs> get out of here. You know what I'm saying? And that's how folks handled me. Get out of here, man. You know what I'm saying? So I didn't sit there and go back and forth with them with words. Hey, proof is in the pudding. Like I always say to myself, go out there and show them. You know what I mean? Like, say less, do more. And that's all I've been about. I've been a guy that... That's why when you look at me now, I love talking like this because I can really show you and tell you some things about who I am and this is who I'm really am. But I'd rather get into this situation or this moment to have these conversations. I'm not going to just open up and, and share that with you. You know what I'm saying? So um, I'm always I'm about, I'm about action. And, you know, I know it's another guy that say that's what he's about, but I've always been about action. I've always been out going to show them. You know, it's nothing I can say to you to, you know, Take what you said or change your thought or your mind frame. I'm going to show you. So I've always been big on competition, man. Like, that's one of the things I love the most about what we do. I know I might be getting off a little bit, but I'm bringing up everything that comes to mind. I was a guy that relished when another guy was good. I love it. Because now I know it's not all about me or him. 
It ain't nothing he gonna do that's gonna make you forget about me. That's how I always felt. Even later in my career when I was pushed in the slot, it was nothing those other two guys can do that you was gonna forget about you now. I knew I was gonna get you to get, you know, get a ooh or an eye out you. But not even that, I was gonna go out there and do what I was supposed to do. So I relish in those moments. I love not being the only guy. I want four or five other guys that's just as good. Cause you know why? I'm a I'm a I'm a student of the game. I'm watching everything they do. And if I can tweak it and put it with my game to make me that much more potent, trust me, I'm gonna bring it to them. You know what I mean? So that's why I'm able to handle that because, like I said, I'm not this big bad wolf that a lot of these guys are. There's a lot of guys in this league, you know, I hate to say it, but it's true. Egos are, are off. I mean, bro, we play with A lot of them, pride, bro. man. A lot of pride, you know yeah. The, the pride would always kill you. And, you know, a lot of people say I'm a prideful man, which we all should be. But that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a line you have to draw. Like, come on now. You know what I mean? Like, like how prideful are you going to be? Are you going to be so prideful you're not going to listen to what this guy has to say? Are you going to be so prideful you're going to go out there and do what the hell you want to do and let the team down? Are you going to be so prideful that when the coach haven't been playing you, you're going to go out here and not get those reps and practice on the scout team and get somebody else better? See what I'm saying? I'm throwing stuff at you that I've yeah. been through. So I've had to deal with so much in my career that when it got to the point there were things that I didn't deal with come, came about, it's just, just one of those 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 obstacles, Tanner. Go around it. You've been around them before. You know what I mean? It's not going to slow you down. It's only going to make you better. It's only going to build that character up a little more. And you guess what? You get respected down the road longer than somebody sitting up there talking back in the media about what you should do. You know what I mean? Or what you could do. Mm-hmm. At the end yeah. of the day, those guys know what's going on. The film watches all of us every day. Film don't lie. If I'm doing that to... The first team defense, it's no way in hell you could tell me I can't do that to somebody else's first team defense in a game. You see what I'm saying? So that's how I've always been able to just say, look, say more, uh, say less and do more. And that's probably why I handled my situations a little different. But I'm I'm hoping going forward, that was a good question, Logan. I'm hoping going forward, like I said, this coaching staff be able to change that whole persona that we have of our quarterback because I think that's big, man. If you can't take on, you know, constructive criticism and also hear what you – I mean, we all hear the whispers. But if you can't control mm-hmm. your emotions and your thoughts, then maybe you're not, you know, um, meant to be here that much longer. You know what I'm saying? Because you have to be able to control all that, being a professional for one, but just being an athlete, period, because we go through that stuff year in and year out. Yeah, I can uh, I can attest to both of you guys actually being very coachable because you guys actually had very similar reactions when you were getting into the media stuff. Logan, you know, it wasn't his first show with me, but last year during the pregame show, he'd always be like, hey, if there's anything I can do better, like, let me know. Uh, Tana, you know, back when we were doing the show in 2016, you're like, hey, man, this is my first time doing this. Like, if there's anything I can do better, let me know. And I've always found it interesting because there's kind of two groups of athletes that get into the media game, and there's the ones that are like, I'm I'm big bad player and I'm not mm-hmm. going to listen to anybody and I know what I'm doing because I watch television and there's others that come in and like kind of have that same approach that they had when they were a player and like I want to be coachable I'm used to being coached and then you get into it and those are the ones that ultimately succeed yeah no yeah. you're right I mean I'm one of those guys I might not say it but I'm telling you in so many words guide me because I know if you guide me I'm gonna take on that coaching and be able to make it my own, you know. And, like, and like now I just watch a lot of guys. Like, I feel like every year I've gotten a little better, you know what I mean? I'm not a guy that just, whoo, you seen Tanner, how he went from that year to this year. That's been my game in football. Every year I've gotten a little better to where when I get it, 
it's gonna be it's gonna be hell because now you're gonna be like, oh, this guy's just out here having he just showing off now. You know what I mean? That's how I felt <laughs> in my career as a pro. I felt like I had I had it. You know, I felt like I it was at times, man. If you just gave me the ball, coach. It ain't I never would say that to a coach, but I I used to think like, coach, just give me the ball. What have I not showed you? I could you know I can't do. You know, just give me the ball. And that's why I love watching a guy like Tyree Hill because they kind of say, man, get this guy the ball. Let him play football. You know. I feel like I was not Tyreek Hill when it comes to just how fast he is because he's ridiculous fast. But <laughs> the arsenal that I had that you can kind of tap into when it comes to my game, I had all that stuff. You know, if you watch 2005, that was the best showing of me, you know, as a whole when it comes to how much I can do. And there was still stuff left out there that I can do. You know what I mean? And we went away from that. So, but like you said, also, it shows you my capacity when it comes to being a wide receiver as a whole, because you just stuck me out there and lost me out there on the outside and just say, play big man wide receiver. And I did that in the five, nine, you know, frame. So everybody can't do that. You know, a lot of those guys, you say, we got to move them around yeah. to hide them. They stuck me out there. Give me the best. Give me double coverage. Throw the ball between guys, put them in the situations where see if he's going to come down with it. And I was coming down with it time and time again but no staff would just say, man, let's just wing it with this guy and give him all the, you know, just, just put these reps out there for him, put these, these opportunities out there. But I, like I said, I understand because it's not just about you. So um, I dealt with it, you know. Well, we've had this conversation before, me and you, at work. And, like, I will say, like, when everyone says, oh, look at Cooper Cup, look what he did. But that whole staff in L.A. supports him, right? He lines yeah. up out wide. They motion him to get the press off. They line him up in a bunch. They put him in good situations where he can – where every route speaks to his skill set. Now he's smart and he can handle that work capacity, right? Yeah, but I think yeah. like when you look at even when you look at Kansas City and Tyreek, like Tyreek's a freak, but Andy Reid does an excellent job of formationally using him and getting him good yeah. matchups. And I think that's something like when you watch old Santana Moss tape, it's just like, hey, he's playing Z, like he's out there and there's not a lot of creativity and you had to create on your own. So for fans to understand, man, the game today and how they're using players is so different than when you were playing and your skill set in my mind is perfect for today's NFL. So, you know, like I, I got a ton of respect for you, obviously, but like, you know, like people need to understand like how good you were at that stuff, like with like no help from the, from the play caller, if that makes sense. Did, Did you ever have a coach that helped you out like that? 05 was the first year. I Look, honestly, bro, when I got here in 05, I promise you, the Jets probably looked at that year and was like, that's the guy we just let go there? Because no one would try to just <laughs> allow me to play football. Like, it was always like, run this route like this. And I'm telling coaches, like, no, that's not how I'm going to run that route. I'm not your beeline, put, put the foot in the dirt and come back to the ball. I'm going to give you a little razzle-dazzle. I'm fast as all outdoors when I want to be, and I'm going to turn the hips of every guy that's in front of me. When I turn his hips, I'm able to come out of that break without stopping as much and come and get the ball. Don't matter. I'm never going to be late to the ball. And coaches didn't want to hear that in the league when I got here. You know, I remember going through it a lot in New York, and I had to show them in a game that I can do the stuff that I was doing in practice until they kind of say, okay, but this guy's just fast, so let's let him do what he do. You know what I mean? But it was hard, you know, and 05, I got here. I promise you, I've never seen anything like this in my whole 14 years of playing pros and the years of playing college and playing, you know, high school and little league. 05, I get here, 
Mark Brunell come, gets, comes in the game, comes jogging in the game, first game of the season. I hadn't caught a pass from Mark Brunell the entire training camp. So I'm like, get there. This is my career in a nutshell. Like, I've never got a chance to play with a quarterback throughout the years. Like, I'm busting my behind to be as, all I can be with Ramsey. And he goes down within four or five snaps of the first, you know, uh, first, first game of the season. Mark come in, and we have no chemistry. But Mark knows football. He knows who's open, and he's just throwing it. And I'm like, damn, he found me, and I was backside. He found me. He threw the ball in a timely fashion when I could come on my break and catch it and get down, you know. And the next week, uh, I remember going into the Cowboys game. I didn't know how big the Cowboys game was. But I remember it started a little bit before the Cowboys game, but let's fast forward a little bit. I'm not going to bore you with that. I know we can talk about that all day. But after the Cowboys game, I think the coaching staff said, hmm, it seems like this guy can do what the hell he wants to do. And if we put him in the right situation, he can do it well. Because the Cowboys game, those touchdowns was plays that I gave them earlier that week. So that made it rose their eyebrows a little bit to say, okay, let's see what we can do with this. Every week after that, we got basically from whatever other team that we was facing, the plays that that, that, that defense didn't play well, I mean, that uh, didn't um, uh, defend well against the team that they played that week. So, say, for instance, we playing New England next week. I'm just throwing names out there. We playing New England, and they played the Dolphins. We took whatever the Dolphins did well and used it against New England because we knew, you know, it's, it's, it's almost like what, you know, what Belichick says, you know what I mean? Beat them at what they can't do, you know, rather than trying to throw your game plan out there and beat them with stuff that they can, you know, you know, go toe-to-toe with you for. So, Coach Bro, we had like three offensive coordinators, Coach Bro, Coach Gibbs, and I forgot the other guy. Name, I forgot his name, but I know when I hear it, I, you know, I know what it is. Uh, Coach Bro said, hey, can uh, I Bill, get you? Bill Lazor, I think, was pretty involved hey, on that go. staff. There you go. I think, he was on, I think he was on the staff, but he wasn't a, um, he was a quarterback coach at the time. Lazor was a quarterback coach. Uh, yeah, you guys had uh, Joe Bugle. You had Bugle. There you go. Yeah. No, Bugle was the offensive line coach, I believe. Oh, line, line coach. coach. Bingo. It wasn't yeah. Bugle, dude. It was one more. It's, it's Coach Bro. Uh, Coach Jack Gil. Burns. Jack Burns. There you go. See, I know when I hear it, I hear it. What's up, Jack? I hope Jack's still around. <laughs> but um, honestly, nah, he was a good guy. Um, your coaches, Coach Bro said, hey, Tanner, uh, what time are you coming in in the morning? I said, Coach, you know, I'm an early bird. I'm, I'm up early, so I just come straight to work. Can I get you in here at 6? And he always had some tea. And he, he had a little hunchback. He said, I can get you here at 6. He had his little cup. I say, well, 6 o'clock kind of early. I'll be just getting out. He say, you don't want to miss what I got for you. I'm a, I'm a, I, 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 I promise I'm going to make something. I'm going to make you happy when I see you tomorrow. Can I get you here at 6? All right, I'm coming at 6. And, and I would come in there, no one else in there, not even the quarterbacks. And they would give me my my. They would give me the offensive plays that they want to run with me, taken from another team, all passing plays. Oh. Can you run this route? Can you run this route? Can you run this route? Coach, I can do it. And we played every game with another offense in a passing game. We ran everyone else's passing game week in and week out, and kept our base formations and our run game and our run protection and our pass protection. But we changed the passing game and gave me routes to other guys who were supposed to be the elite in the league that I was doing against other teams. Never done that in my life, and we just – it was a hit. And then the next year we get a new coordinator. And I'm sitting here like, I just had 1,400 yards playing <laughs> sandlock football, basically. But everything was drawn up, you know, that week, and then you take that away from me. So, you know, 
it, I'd never done anything like that in my life. And then they would move me around. I'm in the backfield. I'm in the slot. I'm, I'm at tight end. They would move me around. It's giving me matchups where I can just relish and go out there and dominate. And it's crazy that Logan brought it up, but that's what today's game is about. Finding those key matchups, finding those key alignments that we can show a defense where they're not honed in on it because they didn't study it all week saying when they come in this formation, they're going to do this. No, we're going to switch it up and still do the same thing. And I love it, you know, when I was able to do that. I think the next time I saw that was when Kyle Shanahan came here. And I got, you know, I got some years, some good, some more starting years out of them. But um, it just wasn't enough for me to really, because by that time, that's when my third knee injury I had, probably my, my third knee surgery, I rather. And I didn't have that fifth and sixth gear. I was probably, you know, probably had three gears. I didn't have five, you know what I mean? So, <laughs> but, you know, by that time, well, I was still able to play at a high level. It just wasn't that, that laser fast tanner that can put them up and put them down like I did in my past, you know? Well, dude. Yeah, uh, just I'm just like, for uh, a recap sake, uh, the 05 season, 84 catches, 1,483 yards, nine touchdowns. You did have three rushes for minus three yards that year, though, Tana. So, we, you know, we yeah, can go back in time and fix the, the, the reverses in the running game. We got we to gotta get that blocked up better for you. Yeah, but you know it's so crazy? Well, and then they gave me only nine touchdowns. I had, I had, I would have had 11 that year. Two touchdowns that they took from me. They didn't call touchdowns. That uh, we go back and watch the film right now. I easily have 11 touchdowns. So I'm, I'm to this day. You see, I brought it up. I'm pissed because that's another. Because <laughs> I had double digits one time as a Jet, and I'm like, it's two other times no. I, I could have had double digits, and that's one year that I had them. Literally, clearly caught the touchdowns, and they didn't give them to me, and I was left with nine. I was pissed off about that. Well, dog, I, that story of you like installing a new offense each week—I don't think people understand how absolutely insane that is. Because like you spend the whole off season putting in your offense for the timing, for the adjustments, and for your coach to just be like, "Man, like Tana, we think you're this good, and we think Mark Brunel can adjust like to this kind of game plan in a week." Like nobody does that offensively. Nobody. No one does that. So if like let's let's say you're trying to do what Tana described and kind of bring in you know other teams' plays, you try to bring it in under your own verbiage. So it's not exactly the same. So you can get it called. But for you guys, that whole team to come out each week and do that and execute it for to the tune of like you know 1,500 yards receiving for you yeah. is absolutely mind-boggling to me that that was successful and that you and that group was able to get that done. It, it incredible. Like I say, to this day, I'm still in shock with that we what we was doing. Like Porter, I, was, I asked Porter, I'm like, bro, what the hell? Porter's like, man, <laughs> every week is a whole new. I said, bro, we just went. I just sat in your house when I came over here. Porter's let me stay with him for a while. I remember the whole entire OTAs. Porter's used to get mad at me because Porter's would have these loud card games downstairs, and I would go get lost upstairs in the room, and he he'd knock on the door. He like, bro, you're not going to come downstairs? I say, man, I just got here, bro. I don't know nothing what's going on in this playbook. I need to get in this playbook. And he like, bro, all right, bro, we have, we got fried chicken downstairs. We got cars downstairs. I mean, come on, man. You know, we got o- tomorrow's OTAs, man. We're going to be in there for – we going to be out there for a couple of hours, man. It's not going to be hard. I'm like, I understand, but that's the player in me. I didn't want to come and let nobody down. You know, I wanted to come off I – had, I had the experience already. I was a rookie. That was highly sought out for the first time in my life. And then I go out there and hurt my knee 
And now everybody looking at me like I did something, you know, on purpose or I, I'm doing something wrong. So I came here with that mindset and that mentality that I want to dive into this book. And for that book to be like, all right, if you learn whatever you learn, keep that in mind. But we're going to do this this week. <laughs> Every week it was a switch up. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. could add a few more card games. But, as, you know, but guess this. But, you're right. But I'll tell you this, though. What's crazy about that is we was able to take that experience, because it was an experience, to the playoffs. Won a playoff mm. game. Got to the second round. Easily could have beat the Seahawks that year. You know what I'm saying? So to, to have that kind of success and then next year say, let's do it textbook. We're going to bring in a new coaching staff. We're going to bring in a new offensive coordinator. And, and, and nothing wrong with bringing in – uh, who we had, Al Saunders. I love Al Saunders. I love him to death. Great guy, great spirit, always all the energy he brought every day. But the one thing that bothered me the most about having an Al Saunders offense is Al Saunders came from the Rams. What they did in the Ram, with the Rams, the best show on turf at the time, it was all about timing. It was all about quarterback with precision, you know, all that stuff. And we didn't have that quarterback. Once we let go put Mark down, even Mark wasn't the timing quarterback that we needed for that right. offense. That wasn't him. You know what I'm saying? So to think that, oh, Mark can't do it, so we're going to let this kid do it that hasn't played yet in this league, it's, in, it's impossible. So I almost look at it like, man, we did that to ourselves by bringing the offense in that Jason wasn't designed physically to run. You know what I mean? Like, that's not his makeup. He's not a yeah. timer. He's he. He's a big arm. He's going to hold on to it. You know what I'm saying? He's going to he's going to pat it a couple of times. When he launches it, he's going to launch it. You know what I mean? But he's not the guy that's going to just one, two, three, get it out. One, two, three, spot, spot, spot. You know, this quarterback's out there. That's not Jason. So I almost feel like we put him in a bad situation or a bad spot. And when it came down on, it looked, made Jason look bad, but it really wasn't his fault. It was, it was how we kind of went about business, knowing we just had success doing it one way. Why stop? You know, I'm one of those guys. If it ain't broke, why fix it? You know? Drowning in status updates and lost in endless emails? Break free with ClickUp.com, the one app to replace them all. Imagine a world where your team collaborates effortlessly in one shared space. No more chaos, just ClickUp. Your projects, tasks, and communication unified at last. Transform how you work with customizable views, seamless integration, and real-time updates. ClickUp is your shortcut to more productive days and happier teams. Join the millions of productive teams already streamlining their workflow. Visit ClickUp.com to get started. Passion, drive, and patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You know, like people wonder why Sean, Kyle, um, the LaFleur offensive tree is so effective. And it's because they really do a good job of speaking 
to the quarterback that they have, right? It's not like yeah. here's the system, let's bring it in and like fit you into this box of like we're running the greatest show on turf. And so I think that's something that like people ask me all the time why it's so successful. It's like because they are smart dudes, they adjust to the personnel they have, the system's good, it makes decisions easy, and people don't understand that. Like people just don't get that. So back to the the commanders now, receiving core. What do you think this three-headed monster looks like if everybody's healthy? I mean, is it like does is that as important to Carson's development as anything else in this in this equation for 2022? You know, I can sit here and talk all day about what I think is going to happen with those guys, but I think truly, for them to have success, we got to have success in the backfield, and not hmm, just the okay. running backs, but the quarterback too. I think the quarterback. I think the entire front. Our offensive line and our backfield have to be sound and solid this year for those guys on the outside to have success. Because we know they can they can be lethal. But if we don't have a yep. balanced attack, it don't necessarily have to be balanced in a sense of 30-30, you know what I mean, or 40. It, just somewhere where we getting the best out of Robinson, the best out of AG, the best out of McKissick, and the best out of our front and protection, and Carson being his best – for those guys to be their best. Like, we can, you know, we sit here and talk all day about, man, because we got them, they're going to put up great numbers. No, it don't work that way. You know that, Logan. I just feel like everybody has to be sharp and be on point for the success on the outside because, you know, one of the things that that was evident last year is when the running game got going well, we care less about the outside, you know, because the running game was now the focal point and it was able to sustain long drives and now you anybody can go out there and make a quick twenty yard touchdown catch in the back of the, you know in the red zone because now we we gotten down here. If you can't move the ball downfield both ways, it's gonna always make it hard on somebody. You understand? So if we're not running well, now yeah. the receivers got to catch these key third downs. It's difficult. You know, I hated that being in them situations. Third and ten. All right, tell them make a play. How? You know what I'm saying? But, you know, <laughs> yeah. you find a way eventually. But that's not how offense, that's not how good offenses operate. You have to be, you know, simultaneous. You have to be able to say, okay, I'm going to get you this way. We're going we gonna to run the ball and get three first downs. Then I'm going to hit you with an 80-yarder out of nowhere because you're so caught up into us hitting you in your mouth. You don't know what to do. Now I'm going to hit you down the field with one of these burners. You know what I'm saying? So I think we have to have yeah. a balanced attack in a sense. You know, it don't have to be – you know, so much on one party, but if we can get both going, that's when we're going to be playing some good football. That's that, That's just my true, honest opinion. Yeah, and I, and I look at, yeah, I think that's 100% right. I mean, that's like totally, that's Kyle Shanahan, that's Gary Kubiak, that's a whole philosophy, play action to set up the big play. But then I look at like a team like the Bengals and the addition of Jamar Chase and what that does for that offense in terms of cultivating plays. We've got playmakers here, you know, why not, why not, really lean into that if Carson can can distribute them the football let those guys go out and make plays you know Terry's like a top five paid wide receiver now well, you know why not do that why not kind of lean into the modern NFL throw the football a little bit more right you got a guy who can make those decisions and you still need to run the ball I'm not saying that I'm not saying you know you know me Tan. I want to run the football all the time but I'm saying like lean into these skill sets of these guys of, of the best players on your offense quite frankly and, and why not do that no you're absolutely right and that's another thing. You another great point you brought up. Today's game allows you to be that kind of offense, man. It's almost like running shoot a little bit. You know what I'm saying? We're gonna just yeah. throw the ball around the field, but we know that's not always the best, you know, recipe for 
for each game. You know, you have to be able to control yeah. the game and dictate from your standpoint of how you want to play each game. If I'm a defender and I know every week they're going to line up and try to fool us with this pass because you're fooling somebody if you just keep passing and you're not doing nothing with it. You're, you're a fool. You're fooling yourself. So yeah. if you're able to dictate what you're going to do, when you're going to do it, what game you want to do it, that's going to make it hard for everybody to be able to sit in and study and watch film on you because now, like I said, you have the pieces. You have the guys. You should be able to run what you want when you want to run it with those guys. But I think it is, it's not as easy as it, you know, it may seem by me saying it. You have to go out there and dictate that or establish that from out the gate. This is what we're going to do. We're going to do it well. This is what we're going to do. We're going to do it well. So, and I think a lot of that plays a role with these guys being efficient in both parts, in, in both, you know, in both areas, in the passing game and the run game. When you're efficient in both of them, it's easier for you to be able to say, okay, we're going we're gonna to give you a dose of this for two minutes. You know what I'm saying? We're going to just run it, dink it, run it, dink it, run it, dink it. Man, you do that enough, you're going to tire the defense. And those guys out there are going to get lackadaisical, and then now you hit them. Boom! Because you have the weapons to do that. But if we go out there and say, I'm trying to hit you, you got everybody on their heels, they ready for it. You know what I'm saying? No, you have to give them something else to think about. The game isn't caught up on just my talented guys can beat your talented guys. It's not that easy. Just everybody getting paid for a reason. You know what I'm saying? You have to manipulate these guys a little bit with what you're giving them, and you have to be the dictator. You have to be the guy to say, I'm not running this play because they in that defense. No, I'm running this play, and they better change their defense. That's what the good teams do. Santana, this was great. Uh, we could definitely easily go for like another hour, but uh, we got we got stuff to do, and we got more podcasts. So we'll have you back. Uh, this was great. Always enjoy your stuff on TV with Logan, and uh, thanks for doing this. And anytime you want to come on the radio, just let me know. Always, fellas, I appreciate the time. Let me get back to my sleep. Thanks, Tanner. All right, man. <laughs> hail, hail. <laughs>